Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah. I'm also fine. Yeah. Yes. It's sunny and we like that. Yeah, we very much like that. It really is gorgeous today. Mm. Yeah. How have you been? Um, yeah, I've been okay. Uh, I've been to the museum quite a few times. So. And how is that? That was good. I've seen our um, small but perfectly formed dub display, which was very Oh, very yeah. How good. is that? Yeah, it's amazing. We particularly, I mean, we have this massive sound system as part of it. Wow. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that alone, I think, would make, you know, I know you can see them on the street when it's carnival, but, you know, yeah. just see it in another context. And it's a really big one. And wow. there's some really good photographs which I'm sure you'd like and oh, yeah come. yeah just a lot of information and there's quite a bit about female artists so that's really good oh great yeah so that was nice and um yesterday we looked at some is that Toda no that's me I <sighs> just realized my phone is about to run out so I'm just trying to plug oh, it in oh thank you so yeah yesterday we were looking at some objects in our performance collection for the new museum and that was really fun oh really i hadn't really looked at you know stuff for quite a while so that was nice well, you must really miss seeing objects yeah i do it's just i think you know i've seen i've worked with objects for a long time so part of me thinks it's okay to have a break but what is annoying is sometimes you you know you could just normally nip downstairs and I know we're really lucky anyway that we can do that and just yeah you know go to the store and and have a look at something if there's not enough information and that's so frustrating sometimes if there's no picture and the yeah. description isn't great and you just don't quite know what this thing looks like or what state it is and so that I'm missing I'm missing that um, yes but what so about you Oh, I'm all right, thank you, yes. I, I'm very excited because do you remember a while ago I wrote an essay on ghosts? Yes. And, yeah, I finally got the magazine that it's in. Well, magazine I don't think really does justice to Pan and the Dream. It's it's such a beautiful, beautiful yeah, you said, object you, in its own right. Yeah, you very kindly sent me the last one. It's so nice. It's just so, mm. it's like even the paper is so lovely, just every... It's so beautifully sort of art directed. It's just every element is exquisite. Mm. And I love, love, love the way Natalie, each each issue is a different theme. And this one is ghosts and ghost stories. And so it is like you get drawn into this other world through the pages of the magazine. Mm. And it's, I think it's one of the best ever I've ever seen for for giving equal weighting to the texts and the, images oh. uh, I'm not just saying that because I'm in um because I think like the the writing she always picks really different kinds of writers and she gives you such freedom in how you write that mm. I'm sure everyone is like me that you just feel really excited to write something for her and so it's one where I I read everything and I look at everything and I know that you should say that of all magazines but I don't with yeah. some magazines mm. so I really loved it and I loved thinking because, you know, she literally just says to me, the theme is ghosts. And then I think about what I want to oh, write. God, I would find, I would have found that 
hard with clothes. Well, well you didn't, I just I thought guess. it was lovely, mm. really, because I immediately thought of Emma James, because you know I love Emma yeah. James. And, and my favourite, most scary one is um, Whistle and I'll Come For You, which I think is just terrifying, <laughs> completely terrifying. So, yes, it's Oh, Whistle and I'll Come To You, My Lad. <laughs> the My Lad makes it even yeah. scarier. So, yeah, I knew I wanted to write about that and I knew I wanted to kind of begin in the middle of the story when it's all got really tense already and when the reader is already starting to think this doesn't seem quite right mm. you know the protagonist is not picking up on the signs oh, that this is mm. right and you're starting to feel a chill and and I like it because I'm able to write in a way in a different way from a kind of formal academic mm. way and so in the story he finds this professor finds a whistle at the site of a templar ruin and he takes it home beatrice no no mm. don't do that yeah and like he even and he whistles yeah he, he whistles oh. and it even says on it don't do that and then like the wind whips up the candles are blown out the window slams still doesn't realize there's funny noises in the night still doesn't realize and then the kind of crescendo is that the bed next to him in his hotel room you know he's just at a small seaside town the bed next to him like the the bed sheet becomes alive oh god and is like coming after him mm. oh god and it's really frightening mm. and the the story is just so well paced and scary and I just became really like I think it's always been kind of the back of my mind this story because it's always really scared me from when I was little and I just think it's really terrifying the idea that like an inanimate sheet can become something yeah and the kind of how terrifying it is that it's it can take on the shape of a body but it's not a body yeah and that it, the way it moves and just everything you kind of imagine when you're reading this story and and just like it's kind of fascinating how drapery is so you know you usually think of it in paintings as kind mm. of plasticized and sensual or whatever and that suddenly in a ghost story it becomes something else yeah i wonder why that is what may well you've just said it there's no body but yeah um i think it is that i think it's that usually clothes need a body to become themselves but it's the opposite with a ghost mm. or something, that, that they have no body, so they need the clothes. I don't yeah. know. It's scary. Mm. So that was my starting point. And then I just, it just kind of, it unraveled from there, really. Mm. But the magazine is so beautiful. And I'm really proud because my, my wonderful student, Lacey, who, was, who graduated last year, her, part of her dissertation is in it. She wrote, she's a really brilliant writer, and she wrote about buried brides and the white gothic. Wow. So like Miss Havisham mm. and also Sophia Coppola films mm. where they're kind of ghostly and frightening in their wedding dresses or their virginal gowns. So that's really fantastic. And and I also wrote something later on in the magazine about Jake Wood Evans called Between Two Worlds. And it's he, he like really studies old masters really closely to kind of think about the way that they've used the paint their brush strokes the layers and then he kind of semi recreates or reimagines their paintings 
but then they become hazy and kind of painted out. So it's as though you're looking at a painting you know well, like a Reynolds, but it's as though it's disappearing before your eyes. Mm. It's becoming vaporous. So there's traces of the dress, but they seem to be transforming and disappearing. Mm. So it's really amazing and it so conveys our kind of relationship to history and memory. It's really beautiful. And then there's just loads of amazing artists that I love. There's like a Deborah Turbeville. Oh, there's a yeah. range of her photographs of Versailles, you know, all shut up and ghostly. And this, I also really like Benoit Delhomme, who's a cinematographer, but he also does, I really love it. He like draws onto photographs. And so there's photographs of you know, Chateau and French castles, but then with these ghostly figures that he's drawn kind of hovering over these, you know, really grand salons. Wow, that, that sounds really amazing. Love. And at it some is, point, so rich. I think at some point you also remembered Wolfgang Tillmans and the, yes. the clothes. And I had a, a look at that and I, I'm not sure, maybe I misunderstood, but I, I have a feeling it's sort of part of a series, at least some of them. Yes, and the, yes. the German word, I just got quite obsessed because the German word is Faltenwurf. And ah. which is a word which sort of means drapery, but it basically the literal the literal translation is the fall of the folds. Oh, and I and I that's think that's so such good. a that's such a clever use to use this this word. Yeah. That's so interesting and that's so incredibly evocative. Mm. And I really think the series I mean I love his photographs anyway, but it it's so amazing the because they've reproduced in the magazine they've reproduce the one the photograph where it's a pair of jeans that have been kind of taken off and you know if you've got quite stiff jeans mm. they kind of concertina down but you can still see where your legs went in and then they've just been put on the banister mm. so it's like they're balanced so they've become a weird it's like a soft sculpture but it's also really ghostly because the traces of the body are there and the traces of the story as to why they're taken off there mm. it's They're really brilliant. I wonder whether people get that sometimes in a museum store. I mean, I don't really because it's oh, my place, my place of work, I guess. But yeah, you know, because that's what it is full of. I mean, that's why I could never work in a museum store. Mm. Like I can, I can cope with coming and you show me gorgeous mm. things, and I get very excited, and then I go away again. But I could be in there with them all the time because they are very ghostly to me mm. but it's also why I don't like wearing vintage dress oh that's interesting it's just because it's just like bodies to me mm. and it freaks me out like if I if I can just focus on being an academic person and study them mm. I find it fascinating but as soon as I start thinking about the wearers yeah that's interesting I think it, the other thing it reminded me of particularly when you talked about the jeans, you know, this obsession with, well, people who wear, um, you know, raw denim and yeah. you're supposed to wear it for half a year without washing. Yes. And, you know, there's a part of it is that it sort of adapts to you in some ways. Mm. And and I think that's interesting as well. I guess. No, it's very interesting that, that you're kind of molding the garment to mm. you. Because I guess there aren't that many garments these days where that happens with the, I think with stays and with corsets that happen to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, definitely. But no, it, it, it's very weird and it's it's kind of, 
I mean, I think the magazine is, as I say, is just exquisite. And I think it's, it just makes you really, I don't know, it really connects you to how visceral clothing is. I mean, it's not just about clothing, it's about ghosts more generally. Mm. But yeah, it's very spooky. And I'll, I've got a copy for you as well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And um, what else has been happening? Well, the other thing I wanted to tell you about, just opening my computer to, to tell you, um, is yesterday I had, my MA students are fantastic. I think they're really brilliant, the new group. And mm. they're doing really well being online as well. So that's nice. And we, we did this class on portraiture and identities. And I just wanted to talk to you because I'm sure you'll know most, if not all, of the pictures we were looking at. It was really, I mean, I love this class anyway, but it was just so interesting how when you look at things with a group, you start to focus on different aspects of pictures that you know really, really well. And we started to become obsessed with the hands in portraits as like really crucial and like got really excited about that because we had, you know, that really famous photograph by Robert Howlett of Isambard Kingdom Brunel, oh, yes. you know, where he's, mm. I love that one with the yeah. chains and the way that his hands are in his pocket. And I put it next to this photograph of a Jamaican boxer called Peter Jackson, who's also wearing, like in each case, they're wearing formal menswear that suggests they are gentlemen, but at the same time, it's not kind of crisp and stiff and aristocratic. It kind of shows them as men who are active, you know? Mm. And both of them have got their hands in their pockets. And we were sort of saying it's really interesting because on the, on the one hand, you kind of think, is it just they were nervous or didn't know what to do with their hands, so they put them in their pockets. But on the other, it kind of conveys a very particular sense of masculinity to yeah. do that, that you're kind of confident and relaxed in it and you don't have to kind of perform your status in quite the same way. But also, you know, the boxer, that's what he does. He uses his hands. Yes. And yeah. And and if you're a gentleman, you don't really use your hands. Yeah. So again, exactly. maybe there's something there as well that he ha- not hides them, you know. But but yeah, I don't I don't know. Whereas with that doesn't work so well with either Mark King well, or Brunel. Well, he 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 sort of does. I mean, I know he he's not literally building things with his hands, but yeah. I think there's an implication because look at how dirty his, his trousers, trousers are. and his boots are. Mm. You know, there's a sense that he's he's hands on. Mm. at least you know what I mean and I think it's like particularly as you say with Peter Jackson it's really striking because it's almost like hiding his hands which are the key to being a boxer makes you notice them more somehow or makes you notice their absence and think about them more Mm. so we love those ones and then the next site is one of my favorite portraits ever in the history of histories which is Jermaine Krull's photograph of Jean Cocteau from 1929 where you don't see his face and the way his hands are so sort of elegant and one of my students was saying they almost look like sculptures the way that you can like a sculpture the way that you can see the veins in his hands and they're so long fingered and elegant yes and also I wonder who made the decision to open up the the sleeve the end of the sleeve yeah and, and we were it. wondering that yeah, yeah. is that was because because you get the sense of his self-styling because he's so elegant and the little details but yes was it Jermaine Krul kind of thinking that will put more emphasis on the hands because it is like the hands are being presented 
devoted to you. That's and true. I love that you can see his lovely proper buttonholes and his cuffs and his cufflink. Yeah, it's that's just amazing. so mm. evocative, isn't it? Mm. I just love every, every detail of this one. It's mm. just exquisite. So then we next looked at Neil Kenlock's photograph of, of the truly amazing, brilliant Olive Morris, and we're looking at her hands, which kind of tell a whole story the way that you've got her bracelets and her rings and she's holding a cigarette stub and the kind of way she's like cooking her hands over the heater yes to get warm it's so fascinating and the weird uncomfortable looking position she's in yes yeah. to get her hands over the heater yes yes that's right that's mm. right and that she's wearing that big i think it's faux fur coat yeah. That um, looks. That's ama- no. that actually now that that looks very much like a coat we have in the museum, which is from the forties. It's got oh, the wide. Because I was saying to the students, it looks like a forties one. Yeah. Tell me about the one in the museum. The one in the museum is brown. We think it's faux fur, and it's mm. it's the I think faux fur, and it's got the widest shoulders. I think it's the widest shouldered thing we have, and wow. Um, the woman who wore it she wore it for a long time so even once white shoulders were were not popular at all anymore she continued to wear it but it looks like super super warm super warm and it's got the same sort of the way the the sleeves seem to be sort of slightly folded into the the arm sky so there is it looks it really does look very similar oh how interesting mm. i'll see whether it's online it might well be and uh, if so i'll send you a picture oh please yeah. please because i think it i mean i love this photograph and it's so it gives you so much of olive morris but also of kind of you know she was very much pro squatters rights and she was fighting for black rights and women's rights and you have like my students were saying how it looks like she could get up any minute like she's ready to leave Mm. you know you're not sure if she's just arrived or she's just going but she seems it seems really transient this pose that she's just going to come warm her hands and then go off and the way you've got the the march the the poster for the vietnam anti-vietnam march behind her it's so brilliant Mm. so yes we got we got very very interested in hands and then if you scoot forward, there's a lady in a fur jacket, James Van Der Zee. Oh, yes. And we also were really interested, like the, one of the students was saying about how you can see her engagement ring, like her, her, little, her finger is crooked, like she's holding her fur collar, but the finger is crooked to show you the ring. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, and interesting, the involvement of the flowers. Isn't it? Because they don't really make sense. I don't know, it's almost like they're... Yeah, I don't know where they're supposed to have come from. Yeah. And also, is that a bag or a present that's been nicely I wrapped? Know. We, we couldn't decide. Mm. I mean, do you think it's meant to be that she's been given flowers, a box of chocolates and her engagement ring? I don't know. Possibly. It is a slightly odd combination. But, but And I also like that you can see her nail varnish and how they... Yes. They, like the crap... No, what do you call it? Like the moon yeah. bit at the base of your nail, that they did it in a different colour or left it mm. and then had the colour above. Yeah. I also generally really like these periods where people had to hold on to their clothes. So, you know, like in the yes. 20s. Yeah. I mean, she's maybe a little bit after that, but when they have to hold... because the coats don't really have any buttons or maybe just one That's so true, button, yeah. So they have to hold it up. 
and then there's a whole there's loads of pictures sort of just before and after 1900 of women walking the streets holding up their skirts um, yes yes and i have a feeling there's another period where that happens where people hold on they have to hold on to things yeah but no you're right because all of these i mean because she's wearing one of those coats that you see sort of from the late 20s on with those huge shawl cut, uh, collars mm. and yes they're always kind of clutching them yes aren't they to their chest mm. and it's amazing because it's really interesting seeing that after the olive morris with the 40s coat with the huge shoulders that you go from from you know huge collars to huge shoulders but but in each case there's this kind of delicious extreme that doesn't really make sense yeah that alters your body and your posture and everything it definitely neither of these i mean if the one that olive morris wears is like the one we have it has it has a a, a v-neck so you know you might be warm everywhere else <laughs> but your neck <laughs> but your neck is going to be cold okay you can well, wear you need to show your necklace though i guess um, you know that's more important and it's the same with these other enormous collars. In theory, they would hold you warm if they were anywhere near you, but they're not. So I think that's a really interesting thing for us to consider this week. Where are the hands in paintings and photographs? Yeah, and and when do clothes need help? Yes, when do they need help to stay put? Yeah, okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, I'm going to think about that. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, talk to you soon. All Bye. Right. Bye.